0: Hello and welcome to the final podcast, Bo and I here, class of 2015, San Quito Academy High School, and we have the Kate and Bo Sports Show final edition for you today. First, we're going to be talking about Major League Baseball.
1: Yeah, Kate, it's really hard to talk about baseball in Southern California without talking about the Padres. Such a big change in the last couple months, it seems like, and it's starting to pay off a little bit.
0: Definitely. I went to a game last Saturday. Not only were the players incredible and, you know, even though they lost, it was a pretty short loss. I believe it was like 4-2, to something like that. However, just the fans there and everyone being very excited for the team, ready to go, ready to face tough opponents, that's something that has really changed in the organization, and I think you can attribute that to getting some of these new players for the team, Matt Kemp, Justin Upton specifically, and how they have affected both the morale and both the creation of wins on the team. I feel like the team is a lot more confident now to go out and do what they need to do while still you know, maintaining their integrity in the San Diego area.
1: Correct me if I'm wrong, but from what I'm hearing from you, I think it honestly all comes down to expectations have changed. There's an expectation to win baseball games right now, and that is something that hasn't been as prevalent the last couple years, but now it is fully in front of our face is this giant expectation to win games. The biggest effect so far the last two weeks has been the return of Yonder Alonso. His hitting of 370 right now has been huge for the Padres. We just got Melvin Upton back off the DL. Unfortunately, you have to question who's going to leave because we have a very crowded outfield, Will Venable, Will Myers, Justin Upton, Matt Kemp, and now Melvin Upton as well. That's a lot of outfielders to keep on your roster. Abraham Almonte was playing pretty well for us. There's possibilities you could put Will Myers at first base. You could put Melvin Upton, who started his career as a shortstop at short because, dear God, we need a shortstop. Alexi Amarisa's hitting 170 right now. Um, unfo- er, good for us, though, is that Derek Norris has really, really played well. I When we got all the players, you look at Matt Kemp and Justin Upton as the superstars, even Will Myers and K- Craig Kimbrell, but Derek Norris just kind of slid in there, and you didn't expect as much out of him, but... Wow. Oh, my God. This guy is an absolute monster. He's a real rock behind the dish. He is hitting great, and there's no way that he isn't deserving of an all-star ballot this year because he's leading all NL catchers in caught-stealing, doubles, RBIs, and if that isn't deserving, then I don't know what is. Of course, Yadier Molina is going to end up winning just because of the St. Louis Cardinals fan base, but... Derek Norris is right there in that conversation.
0: I definitely think there's something to be said for those players who are very solid for the team. They're able to be defensively fantastic and offensively solid as well. Being able to be the rock, as you said before, for the team. Be able to be successful consistently. Not necessarily on a streak basis where, yeah, they'll go hitting, you know, like 350 or they'll throw five people out within a series of a few games, but being able to continually do that and continually build on their skills throughout the few games, and I definitely think Norris is one of those players for the Padres.
1: I think that what you were just talking about, being the rock and not a streaky player, that couldn't be expressed more than in his game last week. He goes over four with four strikeouts. We head into either the ninth inning or extra innings, bases loaded, walk off grand slam. Who goes 0 for 4, then is able to have the confidence to come back and hit a walk-off grand slam? That's just the kind of thing that you were just exactly talking about that I think has been really, really huge for the Padres, is that consistency, especially because Matt Kemp's been playing pretty poorly, at least to his standards. But I have complete faith that he will turn it around himself.
0: For sure. Did you want to stay on the Padres now? Or do we want I was going to
1: move on. I, move on. To- I wanted to talk about Perfect. the Astros real quick. That was a goal of mine. Um, they just called up Carlos Correa, number one prospect in the MLB, according to Keith Law, I believe, of ESPN. This guy had his first game last night. He makes a spinning throw up the middle last night at shortstop. He had two base hits, I believe, and last or excuse me, two weeks ago, he's playing in the minor league game, and he hit a baseball. That went not only over the fence, not only out of the park, but ended up hitting the building across the street. And you see that and you go, this guy deserves to be in the MLB. Obviously, Astros management felt the same way and they called him up.
0: And the Astros are definitely a team who are, they're gonna need that type of player. They're gonna need anything they can get from the minor leagues. They have, I think, been doing a little bit better this season, obviously, than previous years. But previous years, they've just fallen so flat at, you know, the bottom.
1: Yeah, they've been bad in previous years. I want to say they have the fourth best record in baseball right now. Yeah,
0: no, this season is a lot different for them. And, you know, that's definitely because of some of these players coming up.
1: Yeah, and this is the first year in recent memory of mine that they didn't have the first pick in the MLB draft mm-hmm. uh, it was given to the Diamondbacks they went with Dansby Swanson the shortstop out of Vanderbilt but the Astros now all those draft picks are starting to come together George Springer Carlos Correa pitching staff you have um, a ton of pitchers young pitchers willing to come up take them out and just be aggressive with their pitches and I think that's been a really big deal for the Astros
0: Uh, Moving on to two other quick things before we head on to our next sport. We have a quick update on Verlander. He's actually coming back or supposed to come back this Saturday from right tricep strain that he had at spring training. That's pretty far to be out uh, specifically for just like a strain. But obviously being a pitcher, that's going to be a big issue. And we're glad that he's coming back and ready to go. Also, the Royals and the Cardinals are heading or leading the um, All-Star game ballot currently along with Mike Trout and about a few other players from other teams. I believe that Royals and Cardinals are taking up maybe about 12 positions out of those. I, 18. I know the Royals
1: have seven of the nine starting players for the ALE, or the AL All-Star ballot, which is unbelievable. The city or the, excuse me, the state of Missouri, the Show me State, is dominating the all-star ballots right now.
0: All right, and now moving on to a sport that happens three times a year, only lasts two minutes each. That's going to be our Kentucky Derby races. So we had American Pharaoh win the Triple Crown, first time in that it has happened in 37 years, I believe. Absolutely incredible accomplishment for the owner and the jockey, Victor Espinoza funny story. Espinosa was actually afraid of horses when he was younger. He grew up on a ranch in Mexico and he had a lot of horses. His family had trained them and they had been riding them for a while except for him. He was completely afraid of horses. He thought that he was going to grow up and have a career. This is what his career was originally, being a bus driver around the area. And he loved it because he was able to talk and meet so many different people. And he just thought, you know, that's going to be my life. Then something changed. And he was able to get to where he is now, winning the Triple Crown. Most people think automatically, dang, this guy is going to get a lot of money. He's going to be super, super excited about that. However, this is reported as a few days ago, CBS, ABC Victor Espinoza, the jockey on American Pharaoh, is going to be donating all his money in prize winnings to the City of Hope charity, which helps treat and raise awareness for various cancers and other health issues like diabetes. You see, this is the type of person that we love to see in sports who just has a passion for what he does, is happy with where he's at now, and is able to help other people get to where they can achieve their passions. And that's something I really admire in a person, especially someone who's in the spotlight for something as incredible as a Triple Crown win.
1: That's why we love sports is a story like that. The guy obviously enjoys being in the driver's seat, going from bus driver to horse jockey. But that's a, that is a great story. And that is why we do love sports in a very wealthy sport that is horse racing. He's able to donate that money and send send an example that is kind of unprecedented, I guess. We'll move on, if that's all right, to the NBA. I know that ESPN is shoving NBA LeBron Curry stuff down your throat, but hoping we can provide a different perspective. This is the first time that two rookie head coaches will be going off against each other in the NBA Finals. First time since 1946. I think Steve Kerr's got a little bit of an easier time right now. David Blatt, first-year coaching has been a long-time coach overseas. I think that this is the worst NBA Finals team in the last 25 years. I think that the Cavs 07 team might be worse. I would also argue that the 76ers 01 team with Allen Iverson could be worse and then Hakeem Olajuwon's 95 Rockets team. I think those teams right there are all examples of other teams that literally had no one but their superstar. And I think the LeBron, the way he's playing right now, could do it. I don't think what Deladova did two nights ago is going to be repeated. I think that they'll have to be more efficient on offense, the Cavs will be. Because Curry is not going to miss 13 shots. I think that this goes exactly what Charles Barkley says he says, live and die by the jump shot. And a lot of times that by the end of the season, you're really tired, body hurts, defensive pressure's way up, that shooting does tend to fall off. You saw that with the Thunder three years ago. Russell Westbrook, Kevin Durant, James Harden couldn't do it because jump shots don't seem to work as well in the NBA Finals. However, they do have way more skill on their team. Their team is so much more talented. And LeBron played 50 minutes two nights ago. 50 minutes. I don't know how at the end of a season you recover from that in two days and then come out and play. Shoot or shoot, Curry's going to come back just fine. Cavs have to be ready to come back home, be ready to play, hopefully use the momentum that Cleveland, all that energy that Cleveland's been building up for so long. Hopefully they can release that all tonight, and we'll see what happens.
0: Definitely. I share your viewpoint for sure. In terms of all you hear on the news, you don't even hear Cavaliers associated with this. You just hear LeBron. LeBron, LeBron, LeBron. All over your new Sprite LeBron's mix. Yeah. <laughs> you know, bottles to shoes that he's creating to other brands that he's promoting. He's in the movie. The yeah, Summer. exactly. What, what with movie Amy, is that?
1: Amy Schumer? Amy, Amy Schumer? It's Do you know called...
0: the name of the movie?
1: Uh... I didn't know that. Uh, yeah, he's he is the athlete. So Amy Schumer decides to date Bill Hader from SNL. Okay. And she doesn't really date guys. She just kind of goes out and has fun. And she needs to d- um, do a project for her work on a sports doctor. And so Bill Hader's the sports doctor, and he's the doctor for LeBron. And so LeBron... Gives him all this dating advice, from what I can understand.
0: This little guest appearance. Yeah, I guess so. Coming through in the films now too, I guess that you know that proves our point even more. Yeah. Um, He's everywhere. Yeah, he is everywhere. I think, honestly, Steph Curry. I think his story is amazing. Um, His daughter is amazing. Have you seen her in the interviews? She is adorable. She
1: is so cute.
0: He definitely seems like a very genuine guy. I don't think a lot of the press has affected him as much as you've seen other players. And LeBron obviously has had this stardom for so much longer that it's kind of ingrained within him. But I feel, yeah, the rest of the team is going to have to step it up if they want to actually win this final. The Warriors are hot and they're coming in ready to go.
1: Yeah, I honestly... I. It's very conflicting for me because I don't see the Cavs losing their first home game. Yeah. But I I also don't don't see 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 Steve Kerr losing back to back games. Yeah. I honestly have no idea what's going to happen tonight. It's going to be close. Probably another overtime game. Yeah. (laughs) Just with the way this series has gone.
0: All right. Now moving quickly on to the NHL. We had Lightning versus Blackhawks. Tampa Bay leads the series 2 1. And actually crazy game last night, Bo you were saying two goals within 15 seconds.
1: Yeah, I was watching I was watching the NFL, the Stanley Cup last night, scores 1-1, and I switched back to the Padre game because I want to watch Derek Norris hit, of course. I flip back after his at-bat, and Tampa Bay had just scored. I'm like, oh, they they go up two one. Then they're like, oh, they tied it up. I did like a little double-take move at the TV, and 15 seconds, two goals were scored. So the Blackhawks had just scored previous to that goal, and Tampa Bay ended up scoring again later, 3-2 win for Tampa Bay.
0: You know, I swear it's not even enough time for the buzzer to go off before getting that next goal.
1: Yeah, apparently in the stadium that the PA system hadn't even announced the goal yet for the Blackhawks, and they still had scored within that time.
0: You know, that's fantastic. We'll definitely see where this NHL series is going to lead us.
1: Yeah. I want to talk about, real quickly, soccer. Because at first glance, it doesn't seem like a whole lot's going on. Barcelona just won UEFA Champions League. Congratulations to them. I don't like you guys. Um, <laughs> FIFA scandal. I want to talk about it more in depth. However, I don't. I just don't think that we have enough knowledge at this time. New information comes out every day, and you. I don't want to make any assumptions or anything like that. I have this gut feeling, though, it's going to be terrifying that when it's released and we're going to really question other sport leagues along with FIFA because I don't trust Roger Goodell at all. So if FIFA's doing it, I would assume that Roger Goodell is doing it as well. Finally, for soccer, Women's World Cup. USA had their first match yesterday against Australia. Uh, Megan Rapino, two goals. Hope Solo is an absolute monster. I don't know if I'm scared of her. <laughs> I don't know if I'm attracted to her. But if I had to guess, I would say I'm scared of how attracted I am to her.
0: Yeah, she's definitely... I don't follow soccer at all. Um, it's It wasn't something I grew up with, and so it's very hard for me to get into the sport, but... I've heard her name so often, incredible player, incredible person, and, you know, I feel like a lot of guys feel your way, though.
1: Yeah, I mean, (laughs) incredible person as in her story. She just had a domestic, very sketchy story in terms of domestic violence. We're not really sure what's going on with that. I believe that the rumor is that she assaulted her 17-year-old niece, I want to say, so... Kind of hypocritical in terms of the situation because the NFL just had their whole scandal with domestic violence and then she's able to play in the following World Cup. Mm -hmm. We'll see if that's brought up anymore. I think kind of people are putting one eye shut on that. You know, they're turning their face to that.
0: Definitely.
1: Um, I guess, do you have anything else you want to say? Yeah, so I just want to talk about podcasts in general. Neil, uh, we want to give a big thanks to you, man. Thanks for staying, hanging around after school. I know we tend to ramble on a lot, but we really do appreciate all the work you put in. Kate, thanks for letting me come on the show all the time. I absolutely love it. It's been an amazing experience for me. Last week, I was able to go down to 1090, uh, down San Diego's sports station, and I was talking to Darren Smith, and I got the opportunity to talk to him about broadcasting in general. And I gave him a couple – actually, that stat about the 1946 thing with the two rookie head coaches, I told him that. And he goes, oh, thanks for the – I'm going to use that today. And he ended up talking about me in the broadcast later in the day. He talked about San Diego Academy. That was a very cool experience for me. But I do want to thank you guys for letting me do this. This has really meant a lot to me. I think that hopefully in 10 years, 15 years, when I'm doing other things, I can look back and say that this was the start for me and that it ignited perhaps a career.
0: Definitely. I just wanted to say a thank you as well to our wonderful soundboard slash everything. Neil, you have been incredible. Also because you listen to a bunch of stuff that you don't find any interest in whatsoever, at least as far as we know. And we really appreciate that from you. We also really appreciate Kelly from the Writing Lab who has been with us, supporting us throughout this whole thing. He actually had the first idea to create a podcast. It was mainly more news-based with uh, Cassie Maeda, who's a former student at SDA. And I'm really thankful to have been able to do something that's a sports cast, which is very niche for us, uh, that has been able to transform how I feel about broadcasting and where I'm going to be going. And I'm also really thankful that, Bo's my co-host, co-anchor here. He's incredibly knowledgeable and very passionate about what he does, and I can't wait to see where you end up being in the broadcast world in the future.
1: Thank you very much, Kelly. You the real MVP.
0: True, very true. <laughs> All right, signing off for our very last podcast here as seniors at SDA, Kate and Bo Sports Show. I'm Kate. And I am Bo. Thank you.